welcome to an episode 111, 111, 111 with the Struggling Hunters. Uh, it's the same forward as it is backwards, kind of a special hallmark there, I guess you can say. <laughs> there you go, there you go. <laughs> but thanks for tuning in. Can't mess up 111, huh? No, you can't. <laughs> the big moment for us, guys. We appreciate you being here with us. Um, but yeah, uh, we're chugging along and, uh, thanks for watching. We appreciate your time. Uh, watching the last one, we realized how dead we looked and <laughs> we apologize that, uh, we looked pretty tired, haggard. <laughs> Hopefully that adds a little bit to the ambiance of what we try to do here. <laughs> yeah, right. But anyways, I introduce ourselves. Uh, we got Eric over here. Hey guys. And I'm Joe and, uh. Hey, Joe. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Uh, I think I said that a handful of times, but I uh, keep stumbling over that. But thanks again. <laughs> and uh, but today we're we kind of I kind of got a little bit of a, a little bit of dialogue to kind of kind of uh, discuss today plans that are going to be happening, or you know, like our hunting plans. Actually, seems like you know we're a couple months out from the archery elk and things are finally starting to get solidified as to what exactly we're going to be doing this. Uh, do you call it, you can't call it this fall because, you know, this summer, I guess, it's more of a summer hunt, the archery season. Yeah, kind of, I mean, I mean, yeah, it kind of is, really. I mean, I, you grow up, you're like, oh, this fall, we're going to go hunting. And I guess it's the beginning of the fall, but yet you're still kind of... kind of. It doesn't feel like fall during no. that month. Uh-uh. So, no, yeah. uh, you're still... Still in the summertime. For the most part. So I guess it's summer hunting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it, uh, I guess kind of kicked that off. For those of you that um just tuning in for the first time, a little background. I just moved from Utah to Colorado. So I'm in this this funky time zone time way that uh, time zone as in residency goes. That I'll be living, I, that's why I got to go out there. So I'll let the cat out of the bag and say that I'm going to hunt archery elk in Colorado. And I do have an archery deer tag, I guess. But um, if I turn that back in, don't claim a residency tag in Utah, I'll be living in Colorado long enough to claim residency in Utah by the time the archery elk hunt starts. Colorado. Oh, yeah, Colorado. Thank you. I knew I was going to get things confused, <laughs> but that's the, so that's the, the, before I finally make my final decision, I got to take my paperwork in to fishing game and say, look, this is what I have. Is this going to be legit enough to say that I can claim residency for this summer for the summer's hunt, if that makes any sense. So you just want to double check and make right. sure, which is really smart because it sucked to get to, I think, somewhere in August, like August. Second or third, third or I think it's third, yeah. yeah. August 3rd, they, they released the, the over-the-counter tags for elk. So, so yeah, it would suck to, you know, wait till then and find right. out you can't. So. Yeah, then I'm, then I already turned in my deer tag. Yeah. And... Then I could, I could still get an over-the-counter archery tag for Utah, but yeah. So I just want to make sure that 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 I can do that. Yeah, that's good. 
So yeah, so I mean, it's like I said, I, the decision is made to hunt Colorado as long as long as I can claim residency. Which I, I know it sounds kind of fishy, but I hope I don't get in trouble. But as far as the research I've been doing is because I'm in that weird gray zone that I should still be able to do it and not get in trouble. To hunt to Colorado. Hunt Colorado. I mean, I know, I don't think it sounds, I don't think it's like fishy or any, I mean, you're just using the laws to work in your favor. Plus, uh, I mean, you'll be here for six months by then. And, right. And, uh, I mean, and you also skipped turkey season this year for that reason, just right. in case you did want to hunt Colorado. Skipped Utah's turkey season just for that reason, yes. Because you weren't legal to do Colorado turkey season also, right? Like so, Right. Correct. So I could have as a out of stater. Oh, gotcha. Could have done that way, but I didn't want to spend the extra money. <laughs> yeah, there's no reason for to right do now. That. <laughs> and then I wonder if they would do that if uh, if you bought out of state license and everything with the cost of that, and then you're like, all right, well now I'm a resident. If they didn't go well, now you got to buy the resident license. <laughs> Right. That'd be kind of a little bit of a double whammy there, you know? Yeah. But, um, they probably would make you buy both, though. <laughs> I'm excited yeah. to, you know, be able to come up with plans with you and hunt with you. And, and, um, and yeah, I think it'll be great. And then you also were talking about maybe, uh, I guess we haven't figured out the details on this, but we were talking about do, getting some bear tags. Right. And, and trying our luck at that we've n- i've never really done <laughs> too much bear i went with people and they were the the uh star of the show you know so i just kind of followed them around like so i went with people bear hunting but i never pursued a bear on my own but um the area that that i have hunted over the years i've, I've seen a ton of bear up there so <laughs> kind of thinking that get a bear tag myself and then you were thinking about it too yeah. so that'll be fun that'll be fun i think we'll have a lot of fun getting uh chasing bear in the in the middle of chasing elk and everything <laughs> else is there any more that you have to say no not as far as, as that far as your as that uh, tag decision goes i think okay. i've rounded that out well, I'm a little, I'm, or I'm not a little, I'm pretty excited. I actually, uh, drew for, uh, antler deer this year, uh, in third season, which will roughly be, it should be kind of right in the middle or right the deer rut. So I'm pretty excited about that hunt the rut this year, third season. I was kind of surprised that I got it. But hey, if they they want to give it to me, I'll take it. So, <laughs> so I'm pretty excited about that. So, yeah, we got a lot of hunting coming up this year, and we were already cussing and discussing earlier of trying to get more on film, kind of kind of having a plan behind it. Uh, one thing with Joe and I trying to get on top of hunting by itself and and do that, and then adding like a film situation on top of it it's been it's been a little more tricky than what meets the eye i mean it's more than just turning on the camera and well it's like that extra step kind of for me i guess as i'm sitting here we're discussing it just pops in my head or i think my my way of looking at it is why what i struggle with 
is like, you know, say at work when like you're going along, you have your routine down and then the boss says, hey, by the way, you got to throw this into your, into your job today. You got to make sure this gets done. And then it's, and then you're like, oh man, I don't want to do that. You know, like that's, I mean, for one thing, being on film and hunting, walking around in the woods is, you know, totally different. So like, I don't want to film walking around in the woods, but and then you got to remember to pull the camera out and like, do I pull it out now? Do I, you know, but the only way to get footage is to pull it out and use it. Right, right. And that's, yeah, I mean, there's some other workings with that because we, we're talking about that very thing. Like some of our cameras that we do have, we try to play the battery game and, you know, so we got, we, we have some updating to do or, or we're hoping that we can or will. So that's kind of a factor too because I was explaining to Joe earlier that sometimes like not having a GoPro, for example, um, we, you know, the battery life in some of our other cameras just don't last as long. So it's like we're trying to capture a moment. So we're rushing around trying to hit record and, and turn it on or whatever to conserve the battery where if we had a GoPro, we'd be able to just kind of, for the most part, I mean, there's some situations, but for the most part, we could hit play and not have to worry about it for quite some time. I mean, I, I think like five or six hours. So it, the, the, I think the headache would be just going going back through the through footage. Rewatching it. And cutting out hours of... <laughs> of uh, our of awesomeness. Yeah. yeah but <laughs> what not to put in. Trying to, trying to decide what yeah. awesomeness not to put in. Exactly. So... So anyways, I mean, it's kind of back-end detail stuff. But but I guess the reason that we're bringing it up is because we wanted to bring up uh, that we want to just give more to the channel and, and do more than just these podcasts. And and uh, we're really excited about it, but we're just trying to work out the details and try to really understand it. It'd be easier if uh, we had a film crew, but, <laughs> but not yet, not yet. Hopefully in the future, but not yet. What's that? What's that one channel with uh, uh, Solo Hunter? Is that what it is? Solo Hunter. Is that what what the channel is? Where he well, where he hunts by himself. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, I was just thinking though. I'm like, well, he he figured it out, so we yeah. can probably figure it out too. Dude. Right. But anyways, yeah. So we're just trying to figure it out, and and you know, I think Joe and I's problem sometimes is. Uh, we kind of want to be perfectionist about it a little bit, maybe. So we kind of tend to overthink it. And then, so we're going to try to give you more entertainment and, and do more <laughs> stuff in the woods and maybe do some, like, I guess make it vlog style. Cause that's the other thing too, is like this Turkey season. I'm like, I'm like, man, I want to film, but if we don't get nothing, then what am I doing? Filming, <laughs> filming us taking the gun for a walk. Like, you know, but I guess like the banter conversation and stuff could be filmed and right. I don't think we were planning on talking about filming. No, we but... weren't planning on. Like we're going pretty deep in this uh, yeah, yeah. subject of yeah. filming when we started off talking about your third season rifle gear. Yeah. Well, I'm just excited because I'd love to love to seal the deal and get it on film and do the whole the live right. the whole experience. So, but yeah, going. I guess going back to drawing that I, I mean i'm pretty excited about it i i feel kind of fortunate actually to to draw that because there's a lot of the, the so i've drawn i've uh drawn twice 
and I've only put in twice. So I feel pretty fortunate uh, because I know of people that have put in and, and not drawn out for a tag. So I'm like, man, I'm kind of feeling lucky. So, so hopefully it all goes good. I get successful again this year. And um, this time I'll just have a little bit of a something <laughs> to hold. You know, I'll tell you, I'll, honestly, I, I've, I've already kind of played it in my head. And I'm like, I want to play the, oh, going after a mature buck, blah, blah, blah game. But I'm like, a part of me is like, man, if I see, <laughs> you know. Little forky walks past. Well, yeah. Well, I think Colorado has a rule oh, against that. But right. uh, I can't, I can't, I haven't. Well, I, need to look I haven't that. had to look for right. quite some time, so I I don't remember what the minimum points are, but so I have to at least abide by that. But but yeah, I'm like man, I mean, you know, if it's anything somewhat decent, you know, I'll, I'll go for it. So uh, that's kind of my goal. That's it's, good goal. Yeah, I mean, I feel a little bad because, but you know what? Let me get this one out of the way, and then then I'll start, you know. Making sure they're a little more mature and older. Hopefully, I get lucky and I do get. Um, I am successful with a mature buck, but um, regardless, either way, I'm I'm just excited that I got it. And I've debated. I think I'm gonna stick with the rifle. Mm -hmm. I, I just got this. Well, yesterday I knew I drew something, but I I didn't get the email till today. Uh, with that said, though. I've already been thinking about it quite a bit, and I'm and I was like, you know what? I would love to take the bow out and use the bow, but I'm like, I would hate to see something that's 200 yards out, but I can't really close the distance for whatever reason, and I'm trying, you know. Also, well, I was gonna say is you could still use your gun, but hunt like you have the bow. Just like have almost both or have both of them at the same time. No, just meaning like. You're not gonna shoot anything unless you're 50 yards or under. Oh, no! I ain't gonna, no! I ain't gonna play that game. Oh, no, no! I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna use the rifle. Plus, I, I kind of, I mean, um, I want to be clear here because I know I've said in the past like how much I love archery hunting, but I love rifle. Well, it's kind of funny. So. Like we just talked last week about trying to, you know, hunting so many handful of years. His last couple of years is just strictly archery and like not having a rifle hunt and then boom yeah you got yeah, a rifle then hunt. i get a rifle well technically i did last year though too so oh that's right but that's right um yeah i like i like i mean i grew up rifle hunting so as far as which one i like or you know i like them both i just right. i know that since i got into archery i've definitely felt fallen in love with that and and i I feel like I have. I definitely like archery hunting a lot more, but um, I think it's good to still <laughs> diversify your hunting. Yeah, abilities. yeah, be diversified. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, that. Eric's dignified. He's diversified. Yeah, I'm diversified hunter. <laughs> the struggling diversified hunter over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Struggling's probably the biggest part of that. Equation. He's going places. I'm going places though, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's kind of all I have on, on drawn. But I'm I am excited about it and ready to, ready to uh, see what we can do. I guess since we started talking about it, though, you know, uh, I guess we're three months out. I think earlier I said two months, but yeah. we're we're three months out, 
And one thing that we both got to really do is start getting that middle or that pre-prep ready for the the hunting season coming up. Um, I get it's kept more of a pre-prep. Yeah. That final pre-prep. Pre-prep. Yeah. That's the word that we were looking for earlier before we started recording. So <laughs> anyway, um, doing the pre-prep and one of them is getting our bows dialed in. I'm going to make a video here soon. Of, of us shooting bows and and I did horrible and I but I I I mean I will blame myself a little bit because it was a new bow and I wasn't quite used to it but I also think that there's some adjustments that I need to make on the bow so with that and um, and everything like we we got some a lot of stuff to do from here till then yeah get our bows prepped up ready to go get the get the reps in and and then. Uh, our packs also get those yeah, get, get those ready make sure we have everything in those prepped and ready like that's kind of it's kind of been you know it's kind of fun in a way to keep keep the pack kind of ready year round as far as you know like in utah that's the one the one thing that like kind of catches me about not wanting to turn my tag in is being able to hunt like late season archery so if i don't get anything i can go hunt the winter not winter range, but the uh, the late season archery, and I could go back home to or go back home, go back to Utah and uh, and go visit family, and then like, like, all right, I'm going hunting, <laughs> and right be gone. But you know that's kind of I that probably wouldn't work out. I'd get over there maybe once is all, so I'd be I guess I'd be driven to get something, and now that I have that one season behind me, and I almost had success last year. And a little better understanding of what what I need to do, I'd probably be able to do it this year. But anyways, that's neither here nor there anymore. Yeah, you're, you're almost going back again. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you're almost going back to be like, oh, I'll just hunt Utah. <laughs> but I was getting at the fact that, you know, getting talking about getting packs ready. Like my, sad to say, I don't know if it's sad or what, but like my pack's still packed for, um... For, for, golf, for the late season elk hunt last year, golf. How did that? How did I have a deer tag? Man, I, I had a deer tag two years ago, didn't I? Yeah, I did. I did. Sorry, man. My brain is just like skipping. Been so busy lately. I'm <laughs> like going down these rabbit holes trying to think things out in my head. But anyway, so elk season last year. So getting my pack ready for this year, it's almost more like more is is uh. So I, I don't know if we want to go. <laughs> I found my knife that I was looking for during the move. One of the good the good things that happened is I found this old K-Bar two-blade pocket knife or folding knife that I've been trying to find the last like two years. Oh, really? To to put in my pack because, you know, the, the, for um, getting ready for the archery season because archery is like we were saying is kind of mid, I don't know, mid-summer, end of summer hunt. It's still hot out, so you want to get your your meat, your game processed as soon as possible. So I started carrying two or three knives in my pack to, you know, so that way one gets dull. I don't have to take time to, I mean, I guess it's only a couple minutes to sharpen, so it's not like you're going to, anyways. But I started carrying. But in your head, you had it figured out. Where right. You're like, I'll gonna, just switch knives. Yeah, yeah, correct, and just keep going. Yeah. Well, there's this one K-bar pocket or folding knife. It's like, it has like a five inch blade on it so it's like a bigger knife but 
it's a K bar and it has two blades on it and and I was like, well, I'll just carry that one with two blades and I have kind of I have one knife that I've I have dubbed my hunting knife for like the last no I guess probably eight years, nine years now. So it's like you know that one's always going to be in my pack to to hunt. Like that's my hunting knife now. Looks like this K bar is going to roll over to be one of the part of the part of the hunting knives. And so now, you know, like I'll have three blades I can just then zip through and sharpen and then I just throw it aside and keep going and instead of having to stop halfway and sharpen a knife. Speaking of that, that Havelina razor knife that mm-hmm. I have, I really like that thing. It works really good. I would say the only knock that I can tell is uh, it feels like, it seems as if, it doesn't last. the The edge doesn't oh. last that long. Huh. Hurt. Not as long as I was hoping for. I should say. Gotcha. Like it, it did all right, but after a while, you're like, this. It's not slicing quite as good as it was. Like fresh one was. Uh-huh. And, and so I, I remember I, I changed that. I mean, I, I didn't do it that much, but I changed it out a few times. Um, that was more kind of the processing. I was like, oh, I'll try that out and cut up my meat with. Gotcha. The, so anyway, um, but yeah, I thanks, really guys, like it though. <laughs> for going down this rabbit hole of uh, how we're talking about scouting to pack prep and man, we thanks for coming along with us. Yeah, well, this is kind of us in in uh, hunting camp, really. I mean, <laughs> it is, you we, know, just going off and we lose track of the idea, and each next idea is just as great and bigger than the one we just had. <laughs> exactly, but. Uh, yeah, anyway, I really like the Havelina. It, it does really well. Like I said, it just the it, it does seem to like lose its edge a little faster than what I wanted it to, I guess. I was kind of hoping that it would keep its edge longer, but that's why they uh, have replacement blades to buy, right? <laughs> right, make, exactly. You know, make that money. Uh-huh. Uh, there was something else that you were talking about. Oh, I was actually going to ask you a question. Uh, is there anything this year that you're wanting to get? For your for hunting this year, as far as like some new gear product, uh, for me it'd probably be a new a new bugle tube. Oh really? Yeah, like I I got one of those old an old Primos one that has like a little diaphragm thing in it that you know like it does, it's not like the diaphragm you put in your mouth but a little reed thing and uh and that's I that's just right now that's all I can think of is getting a new bugle tube. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, well, that, uh, yeah, new tube would be fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of way old school, huh? You've yeah. had that for a while then. Yeah, well, I bought it, like, um, at, like, Dick's Sporting Goods. Me and the, I used to go to Dick's, <laughs> Dick's Sporting Goods to buy hunting videos. Oh, okay. Back before YouTube was big on hunting videos, and they would, if I'd go, I'd, you know, I'd go in the Dick's and look around, and, uh, they'd always have, like, these hunting videos for two dollars or five dollars and so i just i'd buy three or four of them and a lot of, i got to where I'd like i got picky i got bought a lot of them over the years and so anyways i was in there going through their um discontinued or discounted hunting videos dvds and uh the primos had their tube and it was like on sale for i think it was like 15 bucks or uh, 20 bucks or something and, oh wow and so and I wasn't elk hunting at the time, but I was like, hey, babe, do you mind if I buy this? <laughs> so it was cheap enough that I was like, yeah, sure, that's fine. 
So I, that was before I got into elk hunting. So I've I've held on to that. Shoot, I've been elk hunting now for six years, five years with, I shouldn't say that out loud, with rifle and archery, and I had that before I started um, elk hunting. So I've had it for seven, seven to nine years, somewhere in there. Mm. They have some fancy elk tubes now. I mean, like they have some with like aluminum. Mm, baffles or something baffles and yeah actually i got a little story about that is uh i'm gonna have to make it a quick one but uh when i i I think i was bugling an elk in this last year but then i heard this other one off to the left of me and uh, i don't know if i ever told the story on the podcast but i i was bugling then then there was one that was like straight in front of me and um i'm pretty sure that was an elk but the then I heard one off to the left of me, and I'm like, man, that one off to the the pitch was just a little <laughs> different. And I'm pretty sure I I didn't ask the guy, but like uh, uh, ask the guy. So uh, yeah, let me explain. So I'm pretty sure it was a real elk in front of me that I was bugling with. But then I started hearing one off to the left of me. So I'm thinking, I'm like, man, I'm in elk heaven right now. It's right <laughs> before it's right before dark. Um, so I'm thinking, man, I'm in elk heaven. And so I'm bugling away, and I'm like, man, which one's... And then I hear the, the one off to the left of me getting closer and closer and closer, and I'm like, I'm getting all excited. I've got my bow ready, everything. It keeps getting closer, and then spotted dude. And <laughs> and he was like, uh, he was like, well, he's like, I, I, I knew it was a, a person or whatever. That's what he told me. And, uh, and I was like, oh, okay, well, bummer. You know, I was hoping maybe I tricked him a little bit. Yeah, but he he thought that I was one of his friends, one uh, of his hunting partners. So he's like, "Oh, I thought you were one of my hunt partners or whatever." Anyway, so then I completely like forgot about the one that was in front of me, and I'm like, "Oh, you know, it was just I bugled in a human or whatever." And so I started walking away and kind of kicking dirt, and I'm like, "Wait, what about the one that was bugling right in front of me?" Anyway, it's kind of a whole thing, but. Uh, I recognized, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, that that guy had that aluminum baffle mm. in the in the tube because it just, the pitch was, uh, you could tell the pitch was different. So, um, uh, yeah, I don't know what that story really meant, <laughs> but uh, it was, it was kind of, it was kind of, um, yeah, I could just hear that, that aluminum baffle. And, um, but anyways, yeah, they, they're, uh, they're getting pretty advanced with their tubes and stuff now, but um, I don't know if I don't need to update that. But uh, one thing that I probably will or want to update this year, and I don't know if I will, is a, is a rangefinder. Mm. But I'm kind of I'm kind of debating right now. Oh, and I want to update my arrows too. I'm gonna have to get a new batch of those. But I I'm kind of debating even you know spending the money on a on a rangefinder right now because most of the time I'm going to be hunting with you and you have one. So right. I'm like, do I need one right away or, you know? Right. Um, plus like last year, everything happened so quick. I actually had a rangefinder with me, but everything happened so quick in my little moment of, mm-hmm. I couldn't, I didn't have time to range find. Last year he had an elk run right in front of him. So that's what he's referring to. Thanks for rubbing it in, Joe. I know what you're doing. Uh, I just wanted to, those of you that haven't been listening to the podcast over the last year, or the last, you know, I just wanted you guys to know the background of what he was referring to there. Yeah, so, as Joe said, 
I uh, I, I missed the bull, and uh, don't game, worry, he got the twig. <laughs> I, I got the twig. Um, I didn't know that, but he did hit something. He missed the elk, but hit something. Yeah, yeah, I did. I hit the ground. I did miss my bull last <laughs> year, and uh, this year I'm not gonna let that happen again. It's that's played in my head pretty much every day. I have kind of. I will say the last few months I've been rounding the corner to where I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm kind of, or I'm not over it, but like, I don't think about it every day. There for four or five months, I, I replayed it like almost literally every day of how and why I, I messed up so bad. Cause I, I mean, there was no excuse that elk was t- less than 20 yards. I, I don't know how, how, how far away it was, but uh, the only thing is just things happen quick. Uh, I've told this story before, but all these cows just started dispersing right in front of me. And, and the the archery and over-the-counter archery in Colorado, uh, they, it's actually cow or bull. And so I was like, oh, I'll take a shot at a cow, you know. And and uh, so I was, I, I was getting ready to make my move on a cow. And then about that time, out of the corner of my eye, I saw a, a a legal bull. I, I don't know exactly how big he was. I mean, everything happened so fast, but, and he kind of followed the path of the cows and I pulled back and right whenever I was to release, uh, one mistake that I had is I was, I think I was trying to lead him a little too well, obviously I was trying to lead him a little too much right whenever I pretty much released he like stopped and then that arrow just went right in front of his chest. I think I even trimmed some hair off of him. I mean, it was that close, but I, I replay that a lot. And I'm like, you know, if he wouldn't have stopped, I might've actually had a bad shot anyway and hit his leg. So because of that, I'm, I'm kind of grateful that I completely missed rather than hit his leg. Uh, Cause that would have been a nightmare yeah. trying to track him and everything else. And so I'm kind of grateful that I missed completely, but uh, it still hurts because, I mean, wh- even though it was so fast, I one thing I replay in my head is I'm like, all I had to do is just take an extra breath, move back to target, and release then, you know, like, or just <laughs> one extra second, one extra breath, and I could have, I could have got my bowl, and so anyway... I replayed that for like five months straight, every day. Like, oh man, I can't believe I missed. So, finally, kind of getting over that and stuff. <laughs> but then Joe reminds me and brings hey. it all back. Thanks so. for listening to Eric Sob's story. I know, right? Yeah, I know. We, we should put like a little music in there, like <laughs> little little sad music during that whole little rant that I just had. Uh. But uh, anyway, yeah. So with that, uh, is there any Anything else that you can think of that you might want to update? or? I think I'm going to update the way I'm thinking mm. as we're sitting here talking, especially time of time of season, the season that the elk are in. We, I've always, yeah, last year I did a little bit, but this year I'm trying to, just as we're sitting here talking, and I want to kind of share it, maybe, maybe it will shed some light on other people, but everyone, a couple of people, hunters have been mentioning it, but finally hitting gray matter. But I think I want to focus more on hunting the cows versus hunting the elk. Meaning, if you hunt where the cows are, if we're hunting during the rut, 
the the bull should be right there with them. And it's because I say that because the bulls are chasing the cows. It's not it's not the cows chasing the bulls. Bulls get so worked up, they're focused on where the cows are. Yeah, the bulls push them, but more or less, it's the cows that are going to be dictating where the bulls are. That, so, I, I see what you're saying, and that kind of makes sense. A lot of sense. So, you know, like, yeah, you got to kind of do both, but, you know, more on the other side of it, you know, think, trying to get that in your head, you know, like, cows are going to want to feed where they're going to want to feed you know they're going to water where they're going to want to water and all that so you know the bull is got a couple things on his mind more one more than others and mm-hmm. he's going to be where the cows are so i just i mean that's not probably not the main secret to success but that's one of the things i'm wanting to change is my the way my mind is working on looking for elk that makes sense one thing one thing i'm going to focus on this year i think is uh not being afraid of calling yeah. as much. I was real, real hesitant. My, um, well, I guess there's a caveat to that because they say that kind of in the beginning of that September hunt, they're not really calling that much anyway. Uh, but you always hear, you know, everybody kind of agrees to that statement, but then you, you hear about people like, oh, I was calling and getting calls back and, you know, it was a, opening day or whatever so i don't know i mean it, i you just never know but i think it kind of goes back to elk do what they're going to do in their specific area not every not every area of elk habitat's the same all over the country right right so. and, and that's 100 percent true and and the one thing my one takeaway to last year to this year uh the, la- the second to last day when I called you and I'm like, man, this is what I'm doing. Um, I did, I, I think I told you about calling in that, that guy or whatever. Yeah. But, um, I'm like, this is what I'm doing. Uh, and, you know, tomorrow's the last day. I don't know what to do. And, and you, you were like, you know, just be, a, be, be aggressive with your calls tomorrow. Like, it's your last day. What do you got to lose? And then I got into that activity so I'm because I had that ex- success. It makes me want to rinse and repeat. Right. So that's something that I'm gonna try to do a little more of this this coming year. Is is uh, is work on my calling and like early in the season, I'll just probably do more cow calls and stuff, but uh, than elk bugles. But definitely try try doing both. Right. And uh, just be a little more aggressive with that. And then I feel like that's kind of it for any new, like, gear updating or, or what I – well, I mean, it's always a learning process. Like, what I'm going to actually do out there, I mean, <laughs> it could change from now till then, right, too. true. But I don't know. I'm excited for it. I'm excited to to uh, get this elk hunt. I'm excited that, I mean, for the most part, I think we'll be together most of the time this right, year. Right, yeah. Um, so I'm, I, yeah, I'm just excited for the whole adventure and see where it brings us and, and, uh, hopefully we <laughs> can film it and do the whole thing that way and, and, uh, true, get in a little, little success. We'll just all be our, for the first time though, the one thing that worked out the way it used to be when you lived in Utah, 
was when you'd come over here, it, I mean, it was no-brainer. I was going to take the shot whenever I was in Utah. Right. It was, you know, now might start fighting in the middle of the woods, <laughs> but, you know, it's my shot. No, it's my shot. So, right. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. I guess just whoever spots it gets it if they can get the shot off. Right. If, if the spotter says, I don't have a good shot, go ahead, then then we'll do it that way. But but if you spot it, you get it. If I spot it, I get it. We'll see. We'll see. Ah. <laughs> if I can snake one in there. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. No, we'll, we'll do something fair. Yeah, yeah, make it, make it fair. But, no, it'll be fun either way. and Well, it'll also – we'll be able to utilize – Another thing we'll be able to do is utilize, uh, like if we split up and yeah. you work a ridge down, I work it up, or you know, meet in the middle somewhere and see what we get, see if we can push something toward each other, and so you know, we'll be able to do that because we we kind of talked about doing that in the past with with um, with each other when we were hunting with each other, but then we were like, well, what good's that gonna do if if I go one way and Joe goes the other and I'm the one hunting and I push something past Joe, then all he's doing is all he can do is just watch it go by. I mean, <laughs> like you can't take a shot or nothing. So, right. so it's, it's, you know, but this year we'll be able to actually utilize that plan and make, and hopefully make it work for, for toward our benefit. So do a little elk drive. Is that what they call it? <laughs> yeah. We'll call it an elk drive. <laughs> we'll call it an elk drive. <laughs> But uh, there any closing thoughts that you have? No, that's it. I've covered what I have in my noggin for the moment. <laughs> well, guys, I guess that'll do it then. Joe doesn't have anything left I'm in his done. noggin. So, uh, Call it. He's calling it. Big Show says we're done. <laughs> oh, yeah, Joe the Big Show. I haven't called you that in a while. <laughs> Joe the Big Show says he's done, so we're going to go ahead and get on out of here. Thanks, guys, for joining us in the Hunt Shack. If you're still listening at this point, do us a favor and uh, hit that thumbs up button. Leave a review on the podcast platform that you happen to be listening on if you can leave a review. Um, leave a comment on the YouTube side. Leave a like. Subscribe. Help support. means the world to us. Helps our algorithm out a little bit. Helps us get a little more attention. And for everybody that watched that last video of ours, we appreciate it. It kind of seemed like it got a little more attention than than it than we have been getting for a while. Don't know if it's because we put the keyword elk in there or not, but <laughs> seems like we got a little more views than than usual. So appreciate that. Thanks guys for the support. With that, the struggling hunters are out of here. See you guys. Woo!